Hey y'all, welcome to the Chloe and Ellie show. Chloe and Ellie show. Boom, boom, boom. Chloe and Ellie show. According to Pink from Boy Meets World, that black girl, Sean's old girlfriend, was it like Monique? I feel like it was. No, like it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was Sean's old girlfriend. But apparently, she came out and had she had all these like stories about like how she was racist. Okay, I could see that. I could see that because girl, did, wait a minute on Twitter. Did you see when? Uh, did you you watch Glee? Did we watch Glee together? No, I watched a few episodes of Glee, but I never like got into it. Into it. Okay. So in Glee, the girl Leah Michelle, um, one girl who I didn't know because I stopped watching after so many seasons, she was like, "Oh no, like don't post something about Black Lives Matter because like you didn't give a fuck about me." And then oh, I Am- did see. Ooh, girl, and then Amber too. Riley, who I love, put something like, "Oh, I'm sipping my tea," but it was around the same time, and I and that was her. I'm still trying to get money off of these people, but I concur. That's I, that's all I took it as. Like yes. I girl, yes, I heard about that one too. Look at all these racists that are getting like. I'm trying to tell you who else is a racist. Can I tell you? It really is paining my soul, and I don't even know if I really should talk about this. What? That like I have an individual who I like. No, I can't talk about it. Okay, never. Because they might be listening. Let's introduce ourselves. Oh yeah. Hey guys. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the Chloe and Ellie show. Chloe and Ellie show. Dum 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 At Chloe and Ellie show. What up, y'all? It is us, Chloe. And I'm Allie. Hey, welcome to First Period. First Period. Why is episode one called First Period, Allie? Well, because we're retired teachers and that's our life at this point. Hey, some sort of education. <laughs> Always in school. I'm in school right now. So Girl. first period. Here we go. It's first period. As Start retired the day off. teachers, we figured might as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So as retired teacher, did you always have to do like bell ringers? Edger? Yeah. No. Oh. Girl. First off, we both did. Can we mention the organization? Yeah. It is a three-lettered organization right, so that <laughs> produces teachers. That produces teachers, um, <laughs> in which has different area cohorts of people. So she did it, and I did it in two different cities. But because of that, we had we we went through the same process. Like it was really, if we're gonna keep it real, it keep wasn't it boot up. camp. It was like first off, I did it. Well, I don't even what was it called? Institute Institute. Guys, I did Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And like speaking of racist, literally, the the first time that like something super I mean, when I was in like second grade, this white girl named Amelia called me. <laughs> Amelia, <laughs> if you're out there, we're calling you out. <laughs> Bitch, I'm calling like no. She called me a nigger and me and my sister a nigger when we were in second grade. That was like Ooh. my first Whatever, but you know, my parents are, are from the south side of Chicago, so they weren't going to let us grow up around white people and not be very comfortable in who we were. So, you know, that didn't really phase me. But girl, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it was the first time 
that like open racism like hit me in the chest and we were all out like we had all gone out as a core and this man came by in one of those raper man bands slid the side door open and was like go home niggers go home and I was like I've never like I felt scared in my life but in terms of like someone could potentially be getting me I've never felt that until that moment and that's when I (laughs) was with that three-letter organization it wasn't their fault though but yeah yeah. wow that's wild yeah no I've seen some I've definitely seen some wild things like when I was in Arizona. Oh my god, I can only imagine. First off, they Bro. have a whole law that basically said if you look like you are some sort of Mexican or Latino or Hispanic descent, we can ask, we can stop you with no questions asked. And if you don't have your papers, we're, we're deporting you. Yeah. How? Girl, the whole law down in Arizona is that teachers are not allowed to give direct instruction in any language other than English. <laughs> that means. For y'all that are coming over the border and speak Spanish, you're not going to learn in our schools. Pretty much. Pretty much. You better listen. (laughs) Turn on the television. I used to tell my students all the time, go home, turn on the television in English, and put on the subtitles in Spanish. You can read it. So you can, like, try. But see, but also Miami is very different because it's a sanctuary city. So, like, I had kids coming over from Cuba. I had a kid from Honduras. I had a kid from Nicaragua who was blacker than that thing. Just know that black people are all over the world. Black people are all over the world in different countries. But anyway, but I would talk to them in full-blown Spanish. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Mira, you don't have an option to not do the work in my class. Not today because I speak Spanish. So let's go. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So let's get into our bell ringer, guys. Yeah, Black history. Black. Black people are all over the world. Here we go. First, let's let's talk about pilgrimage. This is just a Black history fact. I'm not going to make it a question. I'll just do a fact. So Mansa Musa, who was the king of, oh my goodness. So there was Mali, there was, so at one point, so in learning, guys, first off, let me just tell you, the reason I know this is because when I was teaching, I taught social studies, and at first I taught U.S. history, and then I taught world history, and they literally pulled it out, made me teach it in the middle of the year, and so I had to learn all these things to teach to my students, so Mansa Musa, one of the richest, like, if not, I think they've said that he's, like, the wealthiest black man to ever have lived. But when he went on his pilgrimage to Mecca, he brought all of his slaves. Yes, there was slavery in Africa, too. But all of his slaves and servants carried five pounds of gold. And as he went from, like, the Mali, like, modern-day Ghana over there to where... Where is it? Mecca is. He dropped off gold at every place that they stayed. Huh. Drop me off some gold. That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine, like, if, you know, when people come and to visit your city, they just dropped off a little bit for the people there? Like, here you go. Let me just stop at this house. You get some gold. And you get some gold. And you get some gold. And you get some gold. Like Oprah. Girl, can I get some gold? That's all I'm trying. Listen. Listen. All right. I never knew that. Yeah, Mansa Musa. Hmm. Mansa Musa. You know who didn't drop off gold when they was just out here conquering other people? Who? Hmm. Who you talking about? Cortez? Who you talking about? <laughs> talking about the, the Spanish? The, the, the conquistadores? <laughs> the conquistadors? They did not give anybody money. They brought they brought diseases. Ugh. Um, they brought they brought guns. Mm. They brought murder. They brought all types of things, but um, they didn't bring any gold. So, (laughs) (laughs) immediately, no gold for you. you. So, no, immediately, no matter what the history may say, because somebody's like, oh, well, Manson Musa also did. Okay, well, he may have also did, but at least he brought gold to the people. At the very least. At the very least. But, moving right along. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Let's. Let's keep going before y'all think we're real, real crazy and we just be <laughs> talking about black history all day long. Y'all, I'm glad that we are here doing the Chloe and Alex show. It yeah. has been 
11 whole half yeah. years. At this point, Chloe and I have known each other for a decade plus. Yikes. That's, yeah, she was the first, honestly, were you the first, okay, wait, so I moved, you might have been, I think you were the first friend I made at college, and you were yeah. We were first because, friends. Okay, yes, because Chloe and I lived in this global <laughs> learning <laughs> center, which was really just like in the Pennsylvania Avenue residence hall. are. We lived in the Saunders version and on the third floor and the second floor, they had built this place out for like people who love global whatever's this, this and that to live in one space. So, because they wanted us to bond, they had us move in early, and then the first person I met was Chloe. Yeah, we met in the bathroom on our dorm floor. <laughs> yes, yep, in the bathroom. Yep, she lived, like, on the other side of the hallway from me, and yes. we met in the bathroom, and I literally was like, what is going on with your hair? Like, why does it look like that? Because, guys, okay, so Chloe now, like, we're older, we both have gotten it together, but, like, Chloe was so fluffy and so poofy. Her hair was just, like, <laughs> everywhere, like, these curls. And I just was, like... And it was just so long and... It was but like, you guys got to understand that this was not when natural hair was, like, popping. So there were... No, you couldn't just walk into your local CVS like you can now and grab you some, you know, natural hair care products. Right. There you literally could not just pull up on Target you like, couldn't. let me get some... Miel was not no. on, the, on the store shelf. You couldn't, get, you couldn't get your main choice at Target. Like you, Yes. This was still... This was still the perm area or era because I had a I had a, a fresh... A fresh wrap on campus when I got there freshman year. Yeah. So I was really... And I like, had Whoa. natural hair in a time where it wasn't the thing. Yeah. So... But we became friends. And I figured out how to tame my shit. She did. <laughs> she did. Because right now y'all can't see her, but she she got these. She out here looking like Tanisha with these <laughs> with these dreads and you know, loosened up a little bit. She done got them retightened. Come on, friend. Come on, Come on friend. You see it? You see it? Oh yes. <laughs> That's the thing that I'm working on. It's not dreads, it's locks. Dread has the, the negative connotation. Locks is the growth. Is that what it is? Come on, locks of love. Yeah, locks of love. Locks of love. Um, all right, y'all. As we get into our current events section, our hot topics, if you will, we just definitely want to, you know, say rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Absolutely. A legendary human being. Um, I can't say that I've seen all of his movies, but I've seen quite a few of them and there was absolutely no way that I would have ever been able to tell that this man was sick and you know it wasn't for me to be able to tell and it wasn't for any of us to be able to tell because obviously he didn't want us to know exactly and you know I teeter that line between like strength and like oh my god please go rest but it's like he did what he wanted to do he I hope he feels like he lived out his purpose because he gave us some great quality work in that short amount of like let me say it again great quality work in that short amount of time and we better be super fucking appreciative of him doing it under those circumstances yeah yeah but that's when they talk about like your purpose and like what you're supposed to fulfill like he i would say fulfilled his purpose on this earth yeah like, we were just watching the other day the James Brown movie, which I didn't really... It, I don't know what the name of the movie is. It just... Get really, on up. Oh, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay, so get on up. And I... In the first scene, I was watching James Brown walk around talking about who took a shit. Am I t- you, gonna, you won't see James Brown sing. So he's doing this whole... And I'm looking. I'm like, is that Chadwick? Chadwick Boseman because I've never seen it. Yeah. And so then I was like super interested. And then I watched his his progression and like how he like his he was like a phenomenal actor. Phenomenal. Like will always be one of the greats. I remember what do we always talk about? Black Panther. Like Girl. Wakanda he forever. Is, he, yes. And he ever. is our Black Panther forever. Forever and ever. And ever and ever. The only person who can follow him up would be my dog Shuri. Uh, because 
Because, oh boy, I, I can just, wait. oh boy, I can't even. I need a whole, uh, just a something from her, yes. just about her, all her. I yes, have you seen, she's in Black Mirror, and um. Yeah, 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 I love that episode. Okay, I've only seen Girl. a few of those. Uh, start, that's the last episode I saw, because I was like, oh wow, that was yeah. a lot. Yeah, a no, lot. she, no, she's really good. I like her as an actor. She's really, really good. Yeah, she's multi, what is it, multi-dimensional? Girl, she's She's so, multi-faceted. She's, I really did enjoy that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Ooh. Black Mirror is a great show. Yeah, I, so, but I, at first, I couldn't get into it, because, you know, like, I can't always do, I like, <laughs> I love scary movies, but, like, in the daytime, <laughs> until about, Four or five o'clock, then I have time to forget about it for the rest of the day. <laughs> but I didn't watch Black Mirrors because I had heard that it was like a little creep, like it's like that creepy. And now that I've started watching it, I'm like, this is a lot. But it it's, is. it's good. It's Each one so brings good. you in. Yeah. Like, which I kind of like. They're all written really well. Yeah. And I think they're shot really well. Like, I'm, it's a great show. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, girl, have you been watching any of the bubble games? The bu- oh, the, the NBA bubble bubbles. <laughs> Can I tell you? <laughs> so bubble. I because I'm because I'm getting my master's in sports administration. I like always have to like be a little bit in tuned because I have assignments. Right. I well, I had because now I'm finishing my classes. Hey. But but I have assignments, so I had to like look at one from like a a perspective of like post COVID, like what would be different policies that we can implement whatever whatever so i watched a, a, a few of the bubble games and the thing that i love the most about it was like those fans like they have digitally imposed fans that like yes in the I, game. girl and that is i think one of the reasons why i can't watch because it's it. so funny it's i watch so the fans weird. faces i'm like because you see people who are because like i think people can like like, can't you, like, can't people, like, request to be fans at a bubble game or something like that? So, I, you know, I don't know. That's don't know a Googleable moment, we though, because Google I, <laughs> I want to see, how can I how, be in the next, how, can I how be to be on a bubble, on a bubble game? A fan in the bubble! It, it popped up, it popped up. Okay, download Microsoft Teams, boom. Log into Microsoft Teams, boom. Find the meeting invitation, optimize the settings, Okay, that can't be it. There has to be somewhere where you, at least virtually. But how do yeah, I wonder? Do, do you think I it like costs see. money? Okay, how to be on a bubble? In order to be invited to the NBA bubble, no, not that. Not how Deuce the is a virtual. Look at the baby. Oh, NBA bubble life. Yes. Oh, is that Chris Paul? Okay, wait. Let's see. How to appear? Yep, Chris, as oh, a bubble Paul game Pierce. fan. Paul Pierce. Um, maybe it's oh, like a, to become a virtual fan. Oh, is this what you just read on the inquirer.net? Okay, wait, it says to become a virtual fan of the bubble games, you are required to down, are requ- required, required to download <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft Teams desktop app. Oh, yeah, after signing up, a selected few will get a chance to appear on massive video boards featured in each NBA bubble game. So they must be there, there, because in this one that so I'm seeing, they have Chris Bosh, they have um, Paul Pierce. So they, so they must be like certain people, girl. girl but let me tell now you, now I want to go to a bubble game. Like <laughs> I want to be a virtual bubble fan. We should do it. <laughs> we should do it. I'm gonna like dress up, put on like a jersey, be like a real fan, like react the whole nine yeah i guess you can just you just request to be a bubble face yeah that's hella funny but i mean you know but wait can i tell you what i really enjoyed about the bubble though the bubble thoughts the memes oh. yes about like, the bubble yes like, <laughs> like what was the one with um with uh kawaii was it Kawhi Leonard? He was like walking and then people were like, Yes, girl. Well, you gotta like, move her car in the morning. Like, picking up your hoe from the front desk at... Well, girl, remember the dorms? Girl, <laughs> yes. We had to go downstairs and pick up people oh, late at night. Goodness. Like, oh my goodness. Like, don't look at me. Like, and then you would hope that your friend was at the desk and be like, yo. Yep. Or you would hope that it was nobody that you knew because then it was like, whatever. You didn't have to be ashamed yeah. about your Girl, because you always had to be looking around like, damn, is somebody in like one the common rooms, girl, see me coming girl, to open that's the door why when, when, I, when I had my 
um, incident, which removed, put me into another dorm freshman year, the all-girls <laughs> the dorm. Incident. The incident. The you know, that put me in the, in the all-girls dorm. It became a lot easier because you could just go right to that side door, come on in, my friend, versus going down to the desk. <laughs> to the main lobby. Look, you know, I used to love when Darius was at oh, the <laughs> Shout out to Darius Shout Fulton. out to Darius. Oh my goodness. Wait, not Darius Fulton. Oh no, what was his last name? Darius. Oh, Darius, what? Slayton. 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 But hey, Darius Fulton. Hey, Darius. <laughs> hey, Darius, too. Sorry. That was like the year of all the Dariuses. That yes. was like Darius Fulton, Darius Slayton, Darius. I don't know if we could put all their last names in this. We might have to go back in. Yeah, they're going to be like, uh, why y'all shout me on me? <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, hey, the Dariuses. But yeah, no, and he used to get us clean together. He was like our, like, I don't want to say fairy godfather, but he was like, he used to really get us together because freshman year, baby. Oh, Girl, we were a hot mess. Oh, wow. 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 Okay, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. Um, with the bubble, that's what we're talking oh, about. The bubble. Did yeah. you see that one podcast interview with those two girls that were talking about how they had like, like fucked these like multiple players on these NBA teams? But like they were there just to like they, that was like, their job. She was saying like not, it wasn't her job. She oh, was, it was doing because she was free. having a good time. Oh, for free. She was Ooh. having a good time. For she was free. enjoying herself. She thought it was her birthday. Oh, so she sucked to get ran by all she, of them. She sucked seven dicks for her birthday. Oh, <laughs> and then the, the the girl. I don't even know if I can continue because no, that podcast interview got so ratchet. No. because the fucking um the host. He was like, "So what did you do with all the girls?" <laughs> She's like, "I swallowed them." He's like, "All oh, of them?" No, all of that's a lot. He, he leaned for it. All of them. <laughs> Does your stomach hurt? <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Did your stomach hurt? Wow, that's a lot, and that's like different mixtures of like of of what you ate that day, plus your hygiene habits, plus all the liquor because she plus was the drunk. Liquor that just does not. That doesn't sound like a good cocktail. <laughs> get it? Listen, it surely doesn't. Oh, get it, girl? Oh goodness, oh my God. cocktails, girl. Quarantine cocktails. Can we can we have a segment? Quarantine Co- cocktails. Quarantine cocktails. Yep. Quarantine, Quarantine has made life so. Oh my god, Chloe, for real. Quarantine <laughs> so cocktails. Yeah, no, because quarantine. Girl. I don't know. I feel like it's it's like what I needed though. Yeah, I think a lot of it. Well, a lot of us who were putting off our other endeavors. Yeah feel thankful for this time because it was like we wouldn't have taken the time otherwise i feel like it was definitely a a a push yeah a push like hey you don't have nothing else to do because you're furloughed from your job so figure it out or you're laid off or you're fired right exactly you know exactly and like with me i left a full-time job like making great money in miami to come back (laughs) not 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 teaching. Let's talk about the job after teaching because teachers are broke Bro, and need broke. to be paid more. More, more. A Way lot more. more. So, but coming back to like working an internship and like living at home and then it's like quarantine. I was like, Ooh, this is, I like, I thought I was going to struggle a little bit like for a year to like make connections and then take off. I didn't realize this was going to be like, oh, sit down and figure it out. What you're gonna do? Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. This is the time. It's now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hit us, and it was kind of crazy. <laughs> Were we just talking about that? Like at the beginning of quarantine, <laughs> everybody was doing push-up challenges and taking yeah. shots. Everybody, because we thought it was like a like a fun like you know it was like, like it's a only snow gonna day. Be two weeks. Girl, it was like a we snow can do day. We push-ups and drink for two weeks. It's like a vacation. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. It was like ooh, okay. Yeah, we don't get to go nowhere. We gotta stay in our houses, but we I can take fun. shots and do push-ups. Exactly, because we don't know when it's gonna happen. look, and especially on the people, because it was like a Thursday where everybody was like, "Don't come back to work," right? So people are like, "Okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> boom, Monday," 
And then it was like, oh, okay, this is like the fourth Monday. <laughs> this is now the seventh Monday. And now Monday. it has been eight whole last months. Listen. Or however long it's been. Like, I know, wait, March, we're in September, nine, three. It's been six months for, for definite, for going real, on seven. For real life, six months. Man. But and that's just like being in the house. Yeah. <sighs> Man. <laughs> and it's not got any end in sight, I feel like. But, you know, that's why, I mean, I guess that brings us to our, like, our free lunch. Here we free go. Lunch. Free lunch. Free lunch. Everybody thinks Did y'all have your, free lunch right, in your, school? Your first free lunch experiences. Were you a free lunch kid or were you one of the kids at uh, the U of I that used to go to the black house during, uh, <laughs> in between classes to listen to whoever came to speak, but really to get the lunch. The what? The, the free, free lunch. Because, so. girl, you know, when I was, like, a college student and, and I had to move, because why do we always move from apartment to apartment every year? Like, we, like, we, like, we had to. Like, it was like, Chloe, oh, I've you become so a new, places. you become a new, oh, it's like, I'm in a new age now. Oh. I got to get a new apartment. Like, no, stay where the fuck you're at. But I digress. Anyway. Girl, that's what I used to offer people. I got you. I'll buy you lunch and beer, free lunch. You gonna help me move? Come help me move. Teaching days, talking about moving. So I was the academic football coach. When you have boys that are that are eating everything and mowing down people on the football field, I need you to move this couch. Yeah. I need you to take all of my things. And what I'm gonna do because I know you guys like to eat and that you just love me as an individual. I'm gonna buy like three pizzas so mm-hmm. it's gonna cost me like 30 bucks yep girl that's what i'm saying I'm gonna get y'all some wings i'm gonna get the whole little little package i'm gonna get six of y'all i'm gonna come somebody gonna drive my car i'm gonna drive the truck because i don't trust you like that i love you but not with my rental not with the rental my car that's in my name this let me drive it and 30 bucks that's it i missed yeah. it but it was girl, a free same. lunch for them same. I'm ordering about three pizzas, and I'm getting a 30-pack of what? Miller Lite, Bud Light, whatever. Come cheap. drink and help me move, my friends. Because these are my friends. These are my friends that I work with, or these are my friends from school. Like, come on, y'all. I got beer and pizza. What's up? Right. Right. <laughs> Man. Let's get into it. So the free lunch. Today, we're talking about the entrepreneurial spirit. What's on the menu for free lunch today? Entrepreneurial spirit. The entrepreneurial. <laughs> the entrepreneurial spirit. Spirit. Like spirits, like wine. Take a sip. Have a sip. Have a sip. So, like we said before, we are retired teachers. Like, yeah. both Chloe and I were in this three-letter organization that put us in, in places to learn how to be a teacher. I taught for, we both taught for four years. Did you teach for yeah, longer? Yeah, I taught for four years. Yeah, Chloe started the year after I did. Yeah. But we both did four years, and then I taught, what, social studies, <laughs> all types of social studies, and Chloe, you did I ESL. taught, yes, girl, I, I taught a whole bunch of things. I, when it was all said and done, I had taught the whole slew of coursework that a high school student can have, except for math. I don't play with that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I did, yeah. I um I was an ELA teacher, so like I taught English and I taught English as a second language, and I also I did teach social studies one year. Oh, yeah, it was real, real fun. I taught yeah. American history. Yes. See, okay. So what I used to love about teaching U.S. history is like I would tell the kids, especially I taught in Florida, a super Republican, super conservative state. So like. I remember the first time I took my test to pass, or you have to like take, you know, the the subject area test. I passed the regular one that all teachers take, but for subject area, for history, I failed. And I remember I was talking to my friend and I was like, okay, you know, this test is like $150 a piece. Right. Like, I don't have and money to can't be... can't be taking this multiple times. I was really only trying to take it once. I was Second. trying to knock it out in the same day. He was like, well, first off, that was your first issue. You can't take those two long tests because they were long Yeah, you can't take those back to back like that. Right. So that was my first mistake. And he's like... And then also, he was like, how did you answer the questions? Did you answer it as like the black girl who was raised by black people or is like someone who was educated in the inside in in public school and i was like what what are you talking about and then i started thinking about the questions like they had this question that said um what was the cause 
of the Civil War. Like, what was the breaking point? What was the cause of the Civil War? And it was like, bullshit, bullshit, states' rights, and then it had slavery. So what did I pick, Chloe? Slavery. Slavery. Do you know in Florida they want you to teach that it was... States' State rights, rights because the states wanted to have slavery. I mean, <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, like that's literally so. Yo. So literally, I would like be in my classroom teaching my kids, and I'd be like, "Listen, when I give you this test, when you take this test at the end of the year, let me just explain to you. When you see a question that is similar, anything you choose, states' rights because these white people, that's what they want to hear. But I want you to understand. So we had, we had like what's going to get the test, and then we have read history. And I used to, like, run that, run it as is. Like, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. This is what the truth is. Now, on this test, put this so we can get this grade, so we can get out of here. And do you know that my kids, those ones who were, who were, who were counted out, talking about, oh, they're the bottom 25% of the class. They can't read. Do you know that my kids came back and got those results? Come and we on. were first in the district? Yes. Because we kept up the bottom. The top, they was going to perform regardless. Right. The middle, debatable. But the bottom, we was right up in there. Bing. Come on. And I just, shout out to all my students. Every single one of them. Because I just love them so much. Yes. Same. Yeah. But y'all, <clears throat> that being said, right. that is no longer what we do. We are no longer teachers. We are what? Retired. Retired. So, mm-hmm. what are we doing now? <laughs> we are operating in an entrepreneurial spirit. spirit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and basically, like, what that means is we are entrepreneurs. Like, you know, but it's not just a title. It is a lot of work. Yeah. But most importantly, it is a mindset. Listen. It's that entrepreneurial spirit. You have to have that about you. Um, and it's hard. Ooh, it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And because you have to find not everybody's spirit is the same. Mm-mm. Like for me, I think that because I was a teacher, I naturally am able to see like greatness in other people. And I know how to bring that out of them. So like that is what my spirit, like my entrepreneurial spirit needed to take me. Yeah. Like I couldn't just do like people who are like doing startup tech companies. I ain't nope. got it. That's not me. Nope. But you have to find like what is your passion and what and what you have like we both have multifaceted backgrounds like yeah we have so many different like living in arizona living in miami living in chicago on different like going to U of I, you going to, to to wisconsin like it's it's a lot that we have and bringing it all together you have to find what like what what drives you what moves you yeah, yeah. like because you truly gotta do what moves you um, that's something I say all the time. Like, do what moves you. And I mean, what I mean by that is like, do you feel compelled to do that thing? Is there something inside of you that makes you feel like I want to do that? Because we all got something like that. And do it. Yeah. Like, and you, with, with like, with being an entrepreneur, it's important too, though, to decipher what moves you monetarily yeah and what just moves you with the you know with the purpose of moving you because like for example i really really like yoga do i want to go and sit through you know school and become a yoga instructor absolutely not but am i gonna do it in my own time yeah yeah because i enjoy Mm -hmm. it it makes my body feel good but i don't want to make money from it yeah so it's like what moves you Find your lane. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, one of my, at this point he's a mentor, but like my brother-in-law, he was telling me like with creatives, you work within a box space and he's like, you give me that box and like, let me go crazy within that box. Yeah. And I feel like that's what being an entrepreneur is. Find your box, find your lane and go crazy. Yeah. Like exactly. do everything that you need to do. Let like network in that, but also have like those little windows because sometimes your box may need something from somebody else's box. Yeah. Like you can't just have your guards up. You can't have your, you just have to really, I think the people who succeed the most are people who leverage their network. Yeah. And that's, sure. what I, that's what Absolutely. I strive to do. That, and that's, and you know, that's our little tidbit of free lunch. Yeah. Leverage your network and like basically tap into those people that are around you. Who do you know? What do you, what do you want to do? 
Number one. Number one. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Figure that out. And right. once you figure or, out what you want, and it doesn't have to be like permanent and final. And I yeah. think that scares people. That, well, that scared me. Yeah. Like, and I think to take it a step back before you can figure out like what do you want to do? What do you like? Yeah. What do you enjoy? Like I feel like if you're gonna wake up every day and chase this green piece of paper. Mm-hmm. At least chase it like while you're enjoying what you're doing. Doing something that you enjoy doing, exactly. Why not? And like, you know, I've talked to people even recently about this and they're like, well, I don't know what I like. Okay, well, what don't you like? Right. You know what you don't like. I'm telling you. So write that list first. I don't like blank, 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 blank. Right, like me, I don't like, I really don't like answering to anybody. I really. So then you can make another list where you say, I have to have a profession where I'm autonomous. Yeah, where I'm, I'm able to collaborate where I'm not with people. Micromanage. Or if you do have a boss, now you know, okay, I have a boss, but this person doesn't micromanage me. Yeah. So you like start to think about. And it doesn't have to be huge movements. Exactly. Yeah, it could be very small. It's, you're finding it out piece by piece. But once you figure it out, once you figure out what you like, then you start to know what you want, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you surround yourself with the people that can help you achieve what you want. Who have similar mindsets. Who have similar entrepreneurial mindsets. Yeah, because you can be in a, in, in a space where someone who also is trying to get it, but their energy might be different. Mm. The way they work may be different. They may be deadline, 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 and you're a person who likes to work within like a gap space. Yeah. So it's not going to work because now it's like you guys are always going to clash. Or those are conversations you need to have in the beginning. This is the type of person that I or this is the, the way that I work. Is yeah. that cool? Can that flow with you? Yeah. I say all the time with my mom and my sisters. They are like this. My mom and sister are the same person. And they walk like a very straight and narrow path. Mm-hmm. Me, I kind of diddy bop through life. Yep. Like, but I'm going generally in the same path that they're going. I just do it very differently. So, and it's okay. But people have to understand that not everybody's going to run the same way you do. You just have to figure it out. And not everybody is going to figure yeah. out is going to be in your spirit. And not everybody's going to bounce like you do. So, yeah. And you, that's, that's super important, like, when collaborating with people. But, in, like, huge, huge emphasis on collaboration because it's like, I mean, you know all these people. Mm-hmm. You see what they're doing because social media. Tap into people that are doing the things that you're interested in. Yeah. I mean, you know how simple it is to, like, and it sounds like it's not simple, but you know how simple it is to look at uh, somebody you're connected with, like, on Facebook, right? And they're making something and you're like, wow, I wish I could do that too. Yeah. How easy it is to send them a message and Facebook Messenger. Right. And be it's, like, Cause it's going through. next <laughs> time you are working on something like that, can I join you? Yeah. You, what's the worst they could say? No. And I think people... <laughs> like, honestly, and I know rejection can feel yeah, really harsh. Afraid of those. Yeah, you, but you can't be afraid of those. Yeah. Like, if you've decided that entrepreneurship is for you you can't be afraid of nose you just can't be afraid of nose in life in general yeah you because have to, it's you have just to look like at it. people are always gonna say no somebody is going to tell you a no at some point or another but it's like how bad do you want it yeah does it matter to you and i think people need to start changing their mindsets around nose i don't look as I don't look at a no at a no towards me. I look at the no as like this wasn't the avenue for me or this wasn't what I needed. Yeah. So it's really just you're blocking your blessing because being connected to me will take you so much further, but don't even worry about it. So that no is on you. Yep. Don't worry about it. Everyone who's because now it's less cooks that I gotta share with. Cause I've I've built in my network, so it's like okay, cool. You're a yes, you're a yes, you're a yes, you're a yes. Let's operate in these yeses. Yeah, and sometimes we get focused on things that we like really, really want, right? Like okay, I really, really want this thing, and it's like since you've gotten so excited about it, since you get over like all worked up about it, and you get that no, it's like fuck, that mm-hmm. hurts. But you know, like with those no's, I just tell myself it wasn't for me. Yeah. 
there is something that is for me and this wasn't it. Because you gotta know that there is something for you. Like if you want it, it's out there for you. But maybe that avenue that you sought it out wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. But that thing is still out there for you. Somewhere you gotta find it. Yeah, it's gonna matter. But you gotta keep looking. You don't stop looking because you found the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta manifest your blessings. Come on. Manifest your blessings. Anything you want. Things I talk like I'm I'm I've gotten to a point like where I ask God for for, for specific things. I'd be like, <laughs> listen, this is what I need. This is what I would like, please. If it is your will, like make it happen because I see how it's worked for me. Like I, I see how it, like I can't, I have to like talk about the goodness because literally I watch how it works for me. Yeah. So it's like, I can't be afraid to try different things because if it were for me, it wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be, you know. It would just be, it is what it is. It would is. be for me, right? Yeah. I would have gotten a yes. Yep, I would have gotten a yes. If it was for me, I would have got a yes. Yep. And if it, I got a no, then it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But there are so many things that will be, that yeah. will be for me, that will be for you, that will be for us. Yes. Yes. This is like the free lunch. Come on, free lunch. So take that, um, get you an apple. <laughs> Get you as Pop used to put the corn chips in the folded over sandwich bag, not the one that had the zip. That's, <laughs> that's it for you, you know. Little turkey sandwich. Come on, a little bit of mayo. Little free lunch. Look, is that what is that what PR used to send you? Well, to can I tell with? you? He used to he send gave me you the Fritos in the folded over. He bag. did. He wouldn't even ziplock you up. No, and wow. then he would, girl, and then he would give us the yellow apples, and those are now that I'm an adult and I realize that like the red ones are the most nutritious. I'm like, Pop, where did you get this yellow? apple from <laughs> like and why were you giving it to this for lunch they used to be so big and so good and so sweet but yeah. definitely not, not great well i mean and they're then, not bad for you either they're apples i mean right yeah but then he would give us bologna sandwiches <laughs> on wonder bread with like sometimes he would do miracle whip and then we were like pop we can't no we can't so we start he started doing hellman's and i was like okay i could do a hellman's but Yo, no. Miracle Whip. I used to get to the crib. And Wonder Bread. And I went to to school with white kids. Me and my sister were like the only two black kids in the... Well, there was like more who came after, but originally it was me and Coke. So so I really was like, oh, you guys like Miracle Whip? Yep. Let me trade you for that pizza uh, Lunchable. Thank you so much. Because your mama not cooking for you. You're taking whatever is processed at the store. So translate that with me and you can take this Miracle Whip sandwich. And I'm going to keep my corn chips. Ooh. Come on, <laughs> corn chips. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. My, my mom never used to make me lunch. I didn't I didn't get free lunch, though. I had reduced lunch. Oh, we because like we, were, we were like, we was like poor, but we weren't like super poor. We were like in between poor. It's like in between. But you know that little place in between poor and middle class? I think that's where we existed. <laughs> so my lunch was like $2. Girl. I got school lunch for a couple of bucks. You know, it's funny because growing up, I thought my parents were broke because I never had like, like when everybody was like apple bottom jeans to the boots to the first to the, to the, all that. I didn't have like the, and ye, what was it? And Nietzsche and, and, and what was the one? Girl, Echo and Nietzsche. Girl, I didn't have any of that. So I was like, man, my parents are broke. Girl. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom was like a whole executive in like corporate America. She just wanted, like my parents grew up in the projects and they were like you're not gonna live out here in the suburbs and like think that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that everything is just handed girl, to you i remember one time i to. got beat because another girl <laughs> on my soccer team told her dad like shut up dad i hate you girl on the way home from soccer practice my dad drilled into me you better never in your life that i was like pop don't even worry about it i'm not don't I know, worry about look, it. Look, you done hit me enough times growing up. I'm not going to try it, okay? <laughs> I, black kids fear their parents, okay? Wow. I was fearful. I still am fearful. Not as fearful, but fearful nonetheless. <laughs> fearful nonetheless. Uh, well, y'all, I hope you got a little bit of that free lunch. I hope it wasn't too bad. 
no, it was it was good. It's like when you when you went in and it was like a plus like when you go and get pot bellies. It's like a it's like a you know, this is cute. This is cute. It doesn't have all the condiments with it, but it's still a quality sandwich. Yeah. So this entrepreneurial spirit, people better get it. Get into it, guys. Yeah, navigate it. If you're navigate thinking about it, it just do that's it. That's where to start. Because you can this is the thing. What is it, what is it? The average millionaire has like Six streams of income. Seven streams of income. Seven, and then billionaire has nine. Mm-hmm. So, why not? You could always have a side hustle. Yeah. I've worked since I was 16. Well, I guess I'm working now, but I've worked since I was 16. I've always had a job. Yeah. So, I like, that is my hustle. I don't like to be without money. Girl. I don't I like to be without my own money. I don't like to owe people anything. I don't like for people to... Shit, I really don't like for people to owe me nothing, but I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> so it's you know you just have to get it how you how you get it, and then you know yeah make it work, but don't make give it up. Do what they do, <laughs> don't give up, man. All right, and to close out our close out our show today, we got some stories, some teacher stories. So every Girl. every. Series show episode 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 vamos a we're gonna we're gonna give our some teacher stories yes so on today I'm I'm gonna kick us off kick us off all right here kick we us go off. tell us a a retired teacher these are retired teacher tales <laughs> retired teacher tales here we go <laughs> teacher tales retired teacher tales it's yeah. almost time for teacher tales yes come on <laughs> take my hand. Let's go to Ratchet Teacher. Okay, we'll work on the harmonies. We'll work on it. Yep, yep, that's gonna be it though. Mm hmm. Um, so let me tell y'all, okay, I had a. I, should I just. I'm gonna start with the punchline because I'm a storyteller and I'll go all around. So, y'all, <laughs> my first year of teaching in Miami Dade County, the first time I actually went to Miami was the, the when I moved there to be a teacher. Never had been before. People had gone for spring break. I had never gone. So literally, I was there brand new. Didn't know anybody. Made, like, some good friends very quickly. And was like, boom, family. And was bopping along. But was teaching. And I had this student who stole my car. Stop. And let me tell you how it started. So when I first went in my classroom, my walls had, like, it looked like gangrene, like mold. It was like honestly out of control. So taking it back a step further, I was hired to work at the school two days, be- officially two days before um, school started because the previous teacher, I guess, had some beef with the administration and was like, oh, I'm not going to put in my resignation letter. So I couldn't get a spot. And because I couldn't get a spot, I couldn't get a classroom because if that teacher would have said, I'm coming back, they would have had to take that teacher. So it was some drama. I got hired two days before. I went in on the Saturday before school started, walked into the ice box of a classroom that I had, and literally was like, what is going on? So I just like threw threw stuff up to put it on the walls. So I'm like, I'm going to have kids. Then I got my students, and I had an average of 35 to 40 kids per class. And I was like, okay, I have to get this together. That next weekend, I started painting my classroom, okay? When the kids came in that next week, they were like, something's a little different around here, right? So then it became a thing where kids painted with me after school. So flash forward to the day my car got stolen. (laughs) Gee, that's wild. Kids were painting in my classroom, and I had a student. We're going to call him Jimmy D for, what is it? For the protection of these whatever individuals. So, Jimmy D was one of my students. This kid never came to my actual class, but would always come to my class in the periods that were not his actual period. Does that make sense? Yes. So, like, I had him... I always had kids that would do that. Yeah, so you're not going to come to your... He never came when he had to learn, but he would come for the rest of the day. Yeah. So, I'd be like, all right, well, you'll just do your class work in the rest of the day. But because he was terrible and not going to anybody's class, they kicked him out of school. Like, you can't stay here and keep fucking up. So, they left. But I'll never forget, like, this is, I should have known that something was going to go wrong, this series. So, the first incident, beyond the incidents of in class, I was 
so you know like when you work in a low income school like that is struggling in the state the district is all up and through those schools like trying to make sure that like they're on point so in Miami we had the ETO so the social studies man of the ETO was in my classroom he had observed my my first couple of periods and then we were debriefing during my planning period this kid walks into in the room okay mind you not every room had windows, but my room had windows. So it was, like, bright in there. So we were sitting there with the lights off. Yeah. But it was bright in the classroom. He walks in. He's like, oh, no. Oh, hell no. What the fuck you doing here with my woman? Going off on this man from the district. Like, this man who could literally <laughs> fire me or, like, say something. So I'm instantly, like, a young teacher fresh out of college. Like, my heart is kind of like, what is going on? Like, this man can't think I'm in a relationship with this child. Like, Girl. like you are really going nuts. Thankfully, that man who was, like, the district man, he, like, handled the situation very well. And, and he, like, diffused the situation. But he was kicked out of school after that incident. Yeah. Flash forward to the day that my kids are, are painting with me. This kid came back he had been kicked out of school so he came in like his other school's uniform which was like this alternative school um and he came to my classroom it was like him and two of his friends yeah. one of my students who oh I'll, I'll call him i'll call him alex who was like one of my favorite kids so they all three came together everybody left I was like finished I was cleaning up two of my friends had come to like paint with me they taught at a different school so they came to my classroom to kick it it's like seven o'clock everybody's gone I look out to I'm looking for my keys I can't find my keys I look into the parking lot and my car was gone Chloe <laughs> Like, now it's funny looking back on it. No. But I instantly, like, I called the police. I, like, just picked up the phone. I called the police. And I was like, my car has been stolen. And they're like, oh, you need to talk to, you need to call. That's not an emergency. Like, did it, like, did it happen? Asking me these questions basically told me it was an emergency and then transferred me. <laughs> oh, my God. How is this not an emergency? Girl, transferred me. So, I'm downstairs. I'm hot. I'm livid. Now, one of my students who I used to love, she would like joke about driving my car. So I called her mom and I was like, I know you came to pick her up. Like, where is she? And she's like, oh, I'm still on the way to the schoolhouse. Girl, the police come, the whole nine, come to find out. I'm like in the parking lot crying because I'm like, I can't, I was so yeah. angry. I was so angry. Like my friend Tori had to talk to my mom. Like, okay, she, her car was stolen, but I'm handling it. We're here. And as I'm, like, all this is happening, the, the police, they finally send, like, some, like, robo-cop type person. <laughs> as we're in the parking lot, he drives by with, like, him... In, in your car. In my car. Do you saw this man in driving... In my car. This, not man. So literally, this child I'm driving like, your car. Exactly. I'm like, there's my car right there. Nah, that's so wild. When, girl, so when I saw him, then my students start running after the car he like takes off they're running and they're like quit they're like right behind him because he's yeah. come from the schoolhouse so then he like pulls off on the street they like run him down i'm running down the street my student shanteria her mom was like pulling up so her mom's like backing down the street like, oh my up. god it was like a whole and it was it was a night of scandal i'll never forget because i was thinking to myself damn i missed the scandal episode dealing with this <laughs> shit but they like got out, they ran, they left their shit in the car, backpacks, slides, come to find out there was like a football player in my car, but he like didn't know. Girl, it was like so wild. That is the wildest jig. <laughs> and that and I literally remember thinking to I mean I got my car back, but I remember thinking to myself, like, did he get in trouble? Like, did he get arrested? Well, they, so what's crazy is they, like, called me later on, like, oh, do you want to press charges? And I had to think about it. And this was, like, the hard thing um, about being black, but also, like, teaching black youth, some yes. of which are criminals. It's, like, you have so much compassion, and you, like, want them to be better. And especially me, I like to, like, 
pull the goodness and greatness out of people. So I said I didn't want to press charges because I like got my yeah. car back. I don't know whatever happened to him. I saw him uh, actually maybe a year or so ago. Like I happened to come across his Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's still like he. I don't know. He was like normal. Yeah. So I just I look at it as like that's the opportunity that's you know that I gave him because yeah. most people he would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Exactly to steal my car. Yeah. Oh, did I of the tell school? you that? My mother is also a teacher, you know this. Yeah. Yeah, her, one of her students stole her car. Did she get it back? Girl, and at least your student was a high school student. These are middle school children. Oh. Girl. <laughs> I can't. Because, you know, she got it back almost similarly because they were too short. They could barely see over the steering wheel because these are middle school children. But yeah, she put her, she was running late to her like first period or whatever and put her purse down on her desk when she normally locks it in the drawer oh, underneath. Yeah, and those criminals took it. Look at those they criminals. They were like... <laughs> <laughs> Those criminals! The school to prison pipeline is alive. Oh my and god, it's alive and well. Girl. But wow. no, yeah, that happened. Like, girl, now I feel like my story is not nearly as wild as yours. No, but I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. That was my, that was like, I had to go big for the first girl, episode. Girl, big. No, I. I'm trying to think what I'm going to do to follow I mean, no, I no. have a story off, like, that is just as wild. But I cannot tell out loud because... Why? Okay. No. Actually, I have a two... <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll have to come back to this. We'll come back. What's your story for today? Today. So, let's flash back to my first year of teaching. Oh my God, that first year was And, rough. you know, just like parents should not have favorite children, we shouldn't have favorite students, but we do. But you do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You guys know who you are. You know. <laughs> so, we are talking about one of my favorite students ever. So, it's like, this kid can almost do no wrong. Mm. You know? He's going to get out of trouble with me nine times out of ten. Whew. So. That's a good one. The kid's coming to the class. <laughs> we have a It's not the beginning of the school year, friend. Like, no. We are into the semester. We got rules mm -hmm. we got procedures yes because we established those day one day one we established <laughs> our procedures and we fell up, followed up on them on day two and three girl <laughs> and when they did not happen we reevaluated the procedures mm -hmm. until we drilled them so much that, they that it's not a problem yeah so the kids are coming into class i got my back to them because I don't need to look at them. We because got procedures. You know, you know what you need to do. We got procedures. Bell ringer. The bell ringer is on the board. The board. <laughs> you know your assigned seat. Yep. There are no questions that need to be asked to me within the first five minutes of class. They don't because somebody else takes attendance. Not even me. No. Because you know who you are. Because the procedure is... You take the attendance. Yeah. Y'all sit down and start on your bell ringer. Yeah. I don't need to look at you. Mm-mm. But apparently this day I needed to look. <laughs> because I'm minding my business, getting the I'm shuffling papers on my desk, getting ready for the lesson, whatever. Mm-mm. Expecting the procedure to be going on behind me. Right. So at some point or another, I turn around and there are 25 of my 28 students standing around one desk and I'm like oh oh yes and all I could say was I I wanted to say is this the procedure <laughs> because I was thoroughly confused are you following protocols? but sometimes and sometimes to get to the bottom of what's going on you got to investigate more than that yeah so instead of saying that out loud I walked over to where everybody else is at because I want to be part see. of the fun. What's going on over here? Look, if it's fun for all, it's fun for all. Oh, okay? and then you know they saw me coming, so they all shoot. They all shoot away. Now here's the culprit. Why has it got to be my kid? Why has it got to be my kid that's acting up? He's oh, the one being the ringleader of not following the procedures. Don't you hate when your favorite kid uh, is the one? It's like, why I got to do this with you today? Right. You, you today. You people. Man. So let's call him Adam. Adam. Walk up on Adam. Adam. What you doing? What's going on? What? Nobody's following procedure. Now I got to get my teacher voice. Now I have to carry because everybody needs to hear. No one is following the procedures. Right. And you seem to be the culprit. 
ooh. Look, and you so are the ringleader like, of the bullshit. He's like, what? It, I mean, uh, 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 right. Alex stumbling. What? So I see everybody. So he's stuffing something back in his backpack. Uh-oh. So obviously, now there's an item. Oh, he's hiding oh, something. Oh, yeah, I gotta see it. Oh, God. Now I gotta find out what this is. This could be anything. These are middle school students. I know. Ooh. And then Vox begins to make noise. Oh, And no. I was like, Not an I hear a chirping. Coming from the box. Mm-mm. So what do I say? Hey, Adam. What's that? What's that? <laughs> What's in the box? No. He goes. What? What you mean? I hear a chirping coming from the box that you are trying to hide from me. Adam, what is in the box? The box. Is there a chicken in the box? Indeed. Can somebody please explain to me why <laughs> Wait a minute. my very first I'm year sorry, of teaching? Take it back. Wait, stop. <laughs> Wait, stop. Wait. Girl. Wait, so the. Wait, okay. So I'm trying to tell you. Was it a big chicken? It was a chick. It was oh, a okay. chick. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how did it But it was in a box. Girl, it was a chick in a box. <laughs> it's a chick in a box. It's a chick in the box. And I, you know, in those moments, it's like. You gotta be professional, but once again, I'm 22 years old at right. this point. I want to cry. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up from cracking up laughing at oh this point. I want to fucking. I'm weak. Like, and I'm trying to be serious. I'm like, why did you bring a chicken to school? <laughs> Where did you get the chicken? Is this a chicken from home? I have so many questions, bro. Side. I have so many questions that I have to ask with a straight face. This is when you taught high school? No. Oh, these are seventh school. graders. Oh, yeah, no. Alex. <laughs> okay. Alex, why do you have a chicken in your backpack? Seventh grade is like 12. And you know what he tells me? He looks me dead in my eyes <laughs> and he goes, Miss, it's my best friend's birthday. <laughs> and then that <laughs> explains situation at all look miss it's my best friend's birthday like why are you even asking me why are you asking me this silly question oh my as if this doesn't make sense i was like okay let's and you're trying to think like is there a policy about wildlife bro exactly going through my mind i'm trying to think what are the next steps i'm a first year teacher did they cover this in pd like i don't know if i'm prepared like what do i do do i confiscate the chicken right like what do i do put it girl all of these thoughts all of these thoughts are going through my mind while i'm trying to keep a straight face and this man is telling me this child this seventh grade year old child is telling me it's my best friend's birthday like that's supposed to mean some shit to me then i asked him i was like where did you get the chicken from the farm across the street they were two for five i said is there another chicken in your bag he's like nah i got a duck it's at home there i was like so the chickens and the ducks are both at the farm across the street right are on sale for two for five dollars for five two for five dollars two animals that's 250 a piece girl and that is why he bought his best friend a chicken for her birthday so if you had two so i took only two i took i took the chicken g I took it. Of course. I put it on my desk. It was sitting on my desk for the rest of the day. And all these kids kept coming in. Miss, miss, can we see the chicken? Can we see the chicken? And I was just like, nobody fucking tell the principal there's a chicken chicken in the classroom. I'm going to give this kid his chicken back at the end of the day so that I don't have to deal with this shit. I'm not doing no paperwork over a baby chicken in a kid's backpack. Like, no. But, like, if you had $2.50, like $2.50. Would you buy a chicken? With, and you knew that a chicken was two fifty. Would you buy? I mean, what are the logistics of raising a chicken? That's what I'm saying. You have to like get like, hey, do they eat corn? What do chickens eat? Like seeds. Corn and meal and shit, right? So you so you can get some corn and meal. What you gonna do with the chicken when you finish though? You gonna grab it like that girl and uh, you the gonna help? have to and and, and eat it. No, I can't. When I was in Ecuador, <laughs> speaking of chicken, so when I studied abroad in Ecuador, I lived in an indigenous community, Lumbi C, 500 and probably now like 550, 60 years that they've been like a town because wow. they're the indigenous people of Ecuador. And they just got chickens everywhere? Well, no. So 
There are a couple <laughs> chicken stores. Yes, yes, there are chickens everywhere. That is true. Two. Secondly, <laughs> additionally, they had this big like festival where they had a whole truck filled with chickens, which was like super sad to see them all in the cages. But I'm a chicken eater. But the one time I could not eat chicken was because we had a chicken in our house. And me and my host sister, Hennessy, she was sick. <laughs> we used to be kicking it all the time. We would sing like, Mosa, Mosa, because she like her Spanish was very rudimentary because she's like a kid. Yeah. And she like really wants to learn from me. And I would just like talk to her all the time. She only spoke Spanish. That's who really got my Spanish so great because me and her, she'd be like, Alison, y que pasó que hace soy? Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. So one day we were playing with this chicken and it was like fun. Like the chicken was like running around. And y'all just and she playing, was with girl playing with the chicken. And eating his cousin. Listen, I went to school. I came back from class. I didn't hear the chicken in the in the in the kitchen. <gasps> and then, girl, they it was on my plate too. <laughs> I was like, your friend, girl, I didn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Girl. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful. I was like, I ate a lot at lunch at, at school today. I'm not hungry. But I couldn't do it. I was like, this, this, this is my was, friend. This is the chicken that was right here. This is the coolest chicken I ever met. <laughs> and you know, kill them. Uh, all right, y'all. <laughs> that's well, that's episode one. Period. First period. First period. That's first period. We need, first we need period. a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Did y'all have like a real bell or was it like a That's what ours was. I think that's what it was too. I think that's what it was. And you know, if we're gonna keep it a buck, I didn't even have um, periods in high school. We had block scheduling. I remember those too. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all be safe out there. We'll catch y'all next week on Chloe and Ellie Show. Chloe and Ellie Show. Boom, boom, boom. Chloe and Ellie Show.